Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings, weary traveler. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Ajelos, and of course, Kitty Khajiit. How are you? How are you? Ah, she bites. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Khajiit do. They bite. They are awful. No, they're pretty cool. I guess yeah. they're they're the better parts of the Oudmary Dominion, but anyway, I'm Ajelos, and I'm joined by the one, the only Arkaneer Silver Shield himself. How are you, sir? Well, I hope everyone misses my sleep-deprived episodes because this is going to be one of them. Yes, we are testing out a new time. Um, yeah. Just as a note for people who are curious, uh, our shows are sort of changing format a little bit because of the new time. The goal of our shows going forward will be about an hour rather than the longer shows that we were used to doing before. But it was pretty much coming down to the point where we were doing one hour and a half to two hour show every two weeks or so versus if we do it on the week weekdays, we'll be able to get them out more, re- more frequently and therefore keep our weekly schedule. So, yeah. And I'm a little sleepy today, too, because <laughs> a buddy of mine asked me, hey, Will you come help me move? I said, sure. Why not? It was very hot out today, by the way. And Nords don't do well in the heat, which is what was happening. (laughs) And uh, he lives on the third floor of a building with no elevator. So according to my Fitbit app that I have here, I did 75 different floors today. Climbed 75 floors. 75 flights of stairs. I mean, honestly, you should not be alive. I being, being tired after that is okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. We, yeah. <laughs> we actually recorded uh, our Ashes of Creation show from the Ashes. So if you're curious about checking out that game, head on over to DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com and check out that podcast if you have not already. Uh, but... We normally record that one on Thursday nights, but we had some scheduling issues and we pushed that till Friday. So instead of taking a nap like I had planned for an hour before doing this show, it was that show. 
And as soon as we got done with that show, I'm like, all right, new call. Started with Ark, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <sighs> yeah, but we got a fun show planned for you this week. We definitely do. Um, we're going to go over our tales in brief because neither one of us had a ton of time to play. Yeah. Uh, I'll get into that during tales. <clears throat> but I also got to give a shout out to our newest patron support. Patreon supporter Nicholas, uh, who supports us over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network. He is keeping the torches lit, as well as Isha, Ishabu, scheduled once or subscribed to us on Twitch once again for three months in a row. Thank you so much for that. I actually noticed it right when the show went live, which was awesome, and I appreciate that. But we were on our cutscene type thing or our screenshot yeah, intro. yeah and that doesn't have any of the stream lab stuff so it didn't yell or do anything but i did get the notification <laughs> so thank you so much isha for that and of course anyone that supports us over at patreon.com or on twitch uh and is part of our community discord again you can find that link over at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com gets access to a super secret channel where they get access to shows early yeah, I said that. Hidden stuff. Yeah, hidden <laughs> stuff. Every once in a while, they'll see stuff I'm working on for the network if I have anything of that nature. Uh, but the most common thing you'll see is you'll gain access to shows up to 24 hours. I shouldn't say up to. At least 24 hours before they go live. So that is definitely something that we try to do. So you get to... What's really fun to do is to listen to the show... And then start talking about it in very abstract terms in our community channel. And everyone else is looking at you like, <laughs> how do you know this? What are you talking about? You know, what, what episode was that on? And that's always fun. I've seen people do that already. <laughs> yeah, that, that's always fun to watch them do that. So thank you so much for all those who go out and support us there. And, of course, you can support us by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. That allows people to know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words. And, of course, they matter because we're talking Elder Scrolls, okay? So there you go. Indeed. Although you don't always say real words, a bunch of them are lies, but... No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Sexplar is, is OP. It is what it is. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, hey, you know Sexplar is OP because I got Jessica Folsom asking about Sexplar on Twitter. Well, just because she asked about it doesn't mean it's awesome. No, okay? it is pretty awesome because I linked her the uh, <laughs> the Anchorman skit gif no. from that. And that pretty much, that was it. Her and uh, yeah. beautiful Jay on Twitter, one of the other developers there mm -hmm. tend to really like the sex blar. So that is a thing and it's amazing. And you can't take that away from me because it's amazing. Anyway, let's talk about what we did yeah. in game. Ark, what about you? What, uh -huh. have, what have you been doing recently? Uh, I mean, recent other than PVP, nothing really like with Meteor mayhem. That's all I, I have been doing both Battlegrounds and Cyrodiil, but mm -hmm. there isn't much to talk about it there because it's just mindless grind after a while. Um, all, all I'm going to say is I'm very unlucky with those boxes. I don't know if they actually drop motifs. Do they drop motifs they're, at all? They're supposed the, to. The boon boxes. I didn't get a single one. I didn't get 
All I got is like alchemy materials, siege weapons, and talwar. That's all I got. I could have swore so they did, but maybe I'm... I think they are supposed to drop, but I haven't gotten a single one. Are we getting that confused? So after well, I gave up, like after about hundred something boxes, I just I, I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm done with the event. <laughs> I'm not gonna force this anymore. I think if you did a hundred and you didn't get any, they're probably not on the drop table. I know the. The anniversary event yeah. offers them, absolutely. I don't yeah. know if this one was supposed to or not. I just sort of assumed, mm -hmm. which... I did make about 2 million alliance points, though, so if I want to, I can get the motifs myself. Well, you can get a What I wanted levels. is getting the motifs and sell them. <laughs> that was what I was going for. I didn't care about the motifs themselves, but it did not happen. <sighs> Good luck with that. And I know you said you're going to buy a couple of them, but... Uh, uh, well, the what I plan to do now is just hold on to my alliance points until the next DLC or whatever that brings that, like, a consumable or whatever that I can buy with alliance points. And it's new, and I have, like, 2 million alliance points saved up. And then I'm going to buy a bunch of them and I'm not then gonna sell them. That's what I did with the with the jewelry. So I'm I'm waiting for something like that, I like a new see. motif, a consumable, craftable, whatever. I don't care. As long as it makes me money, I'm gonna buy them and sell them. As long as it makes me money, this is oh, what's yeah. gonna happen. All right, I can appreciate now, that. Yeah. Now that was the boring part of my tales, though. Okay. Now, there is there is something. I have to tell you about the Lotus OD and the cult of the Guars. Now, if you don't know who Lotus OD is, we, we mentioned his uh, charity streams before mm -hmm. uh, he streams for Extra Life Charity. And uh, he's an amazing guy. You should check him out as well. And like, during his 24-hour um, marathon of charity for, um, for a... Um, what was it? The Lang... Lang... Uh, level up for lungs association yeah. yes level up for lungs there we go so um i was there for a long time and he was using this ugliest guar ever possible in the game which is the sigic guar because sigic months months uh, they are ugly yeah even the best ones are ugly yeah and then lotus was using the guar and you know i am not very fond of guars right because yeah they're ugly they are weird they look like they came out of like a laboratory of a madman trying to infuse seven different animals together. So I asked them to basically change the guar, and I kind of bribed, you know, kind of kind of bribed, okay. and he agreed. And for the rest of the stream, he was using the dwarven warhorse, which was okay. Now the other day, I tuned into his one of his mid-year mayhem streams, and 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 he was streaming with folks from um, the Lore Seekers podcast, by the way. Oh, cool! Um, cool. They said hi. Yeah, yeah. And he was using the same guar, so I objected. Now this time, though, someone from the chat demanded guar back, so I objected again, and they demanded the guar back. I objected again, and they demanded the guar back. So this was like a back and forth fight to get rid of the guar. And eventually I gave up because I was like outnumbered one, three to one. And I was like, okay, I'll settle for a non-ugly guar, like at least a normal guar, not the circus guar or the sigic guar. 
but a normal goal, oh. right? I was I was ready to compromise. Okay. I'm gonna, and then Lotus just what? I'm gonna yeah. put on stream here. There we go. The boy. Or, but did you just yeah mount a guar or something? The circus guar. Yeah. Continue. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, he he mounted the banded armor guar. So that's that's at least a, like a armored. Ah, oh, this is this thing is ugly. <laughs> Why do you do this? And <laughs> he's cute. Look at him. He's got a red head, a blue butt, and a little white spot right there on his back. And he even looks cooler when he has the helmet on that doesn't look like it would protect much of anything, but... <laughs> oh, that's ugly. Anyway, so, I, 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 like, I was ready to compromise, and Lotus agreed, everyone in chat agreed. And while all this happens, they're in Imperial City killing bosses and Aldmeri Dominion players and all that. So they're, they're, they're doing good. They're doing good. They're fighting for the pact. Like, uh, they... Oh, they're doing Talos's work, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and at that moment of compromise, Lotus turns around this camera because that's what happens when you go into UI and back. And every single person in the party, like 10 people, they're all on guars and no one communicated this. <laughs> like the camera turns and I see this group of guars just being ugly in the middle of Imperial City. And... And they, they decide to take a screenshot, and two of them yells, hold on, wait. Apparently, they didn't have a guar first. They specifically, for me, went into the crown store while all this was happening and bought some guars to actually, like, be able to all <laughs> mount guars. While I was fighting there, trying to get rid of just one, I ended up unleashing 10 more guars into the world and uh, I, I said I would I would expose them on tails as the cult of the guar and here here we go Lotus and and the folks of lore seekers podcast you guys are now the cult of the guar and I don't like you well <laughs> I'm I'm doing the circus guars does that mean I get to be part of this now I don't know I'm going to. Don't be. <laughs> I love my circus guar. He's but awesome. We need to compromise. We are we are doing a podcast together. No, no. I can't, I, no. Uh, at we, least at least a normal guar. Come on. No. The circus one is just looks. Looks awesome. You mean? <laughs> weird. No. Like well, how did that get that color? It was probably spilled some well, they chemical they nonsense paint, on it. They paint them. That's what the whole the flavor text is saying that they're painted. Because there's a is that even animal friendly? I will I will I will play the like animal cruelty part uh, card here. <laughs> That's animal cruelty. They you say, should not use the circus guars. There we go. <laughs> well, let's maybe I'll see what kind of guar I have, and we'll we'll go from there. Now now I'm gonna have to go through all my guar and see what I have. I don't even. Okay, know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just know oh yeah, that that's the yeah. You love the circus guar, so that's. I'm just gonna sit on him real quick because he's cute. There he is. All right, there for you. What other kind of guar I have? I have banded guar. Oh, I have lots of these. Oh, where I need to move faster through all I'm of it. Like, ooh, the frostbane guar. That makes zero sense whatsoever. Why in the world is there a, a guar made out of frost? Oh, but he's kind of cute. Look at him. He's got. 
He's got a little. I'm I'm looking at it with a stream delay, but I know you'll see him in a second because he's uh. he's he's kind of cool. How are you guys finding these creatures cute? I do I I cannot understand this. Golden eye guar. I don't like. They, they are like the stuff of nightmares. What's Ooh. what's cute about them? Here we'll do the hiss guar for you too, because he's look just... at his harpy legs, raptor arms, crocodile face. Yeah. Chicken body, snake tail. What is this? Okay, come on. That was the end of my tails. Can we stop showing off guars now? No, because I have the pale <laughs> velothi guar. Oh, my, I have a lot of guars. Oh, the tasseled guar. That's pretty neat. Actually, I don't mind the frost one. The frost one's actually pretty awesome. The frostbane guar. Um, I'm actually gonna have to gonna have to ride that because. He's probably the coolest guar of all because he's, of course, dripping with frost, which doesn't make a lot of sense for a reptile, but hey, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, guar's the, guar doesn't make sense as a creature in the first place, so. Well, hey. I don't know about that. I mean, they do say they taste like chicken. You, so. don't, you don't know about a lot of things, Zach. Don't worry. Oh, that's cold. That's cold, sir. <laughs> that's very cold. Hey. I, I am better at this when I'm sleep-deprived, you know it. Well, <laughs> understood, understood. I see Isha in chat says so she's riding this one. My is currently riding that one. The only other one that is cute is the black and white one. Oh, all right, all right. I'm not sure which one that is. You too, is. Isha. You too. Come on. I you were supposed Gwars. to fight against Gwars, not join them. I think they're cute. I like them a lot. You also think Sexplar works as a tank. Oh, it does. You it's all know amazing. that's not true. It's, it's <laughs> so amazing. You have no idea. It's so good. Oh, I don't want to go there. I was trying, like, where do I want to go? Oh, there it is. All right. So what have I been doing in, in ESO lately? All right. Pretty much nothing. And it's... I've just been so busy with uh, everything else in the world. I think I got about an hour to play the mid-year mayhem and i oh. was doing battlegrounds mm -hmm. <laughs> my wife's showing me pictures <laughs> yeah just, literally just doing battlegrounds i'll tell you what i freaking hate s s sorks of any kind just period in battlegrounds <laughs> uh, welcome to my life <laughs> I I mean I hate anyone in Battleground. I hate anyone that is not a Dragon Knight in Battlegrounds. Well, it's just pure, not the person, but the cl I just pure hatred. If you are playing anything but the Dragon Knight in Battlegrounds, I sorry, but I I don't like you anymore. I don't like <laughs> you. I don't know. I just oh, <laughs> I just could not for the life of me. They just keep teleporting away. Like, if they can't know, beat right? you, it's... they're just like, okay, just peace out. And then they're just all the way across the map by the time you even yep. turn around. And then there's the Nightblades who just keep turning invisible, just keep it keeps... Like, they hit me, right? right? I turn around, I lower them to, like, 20% health, poof, they're invisible. I use, like, an AoE spell to bring them out of invisible, poof, they ba they're, they're, they're stealthed again. Like, this just, come on, fight me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 
And then Templars obviously out heal my damage, so I don't like them either. They... Wardens, I don't like them. Why don't you like <laughs> Wardens now? What's wrong? I with... don't know. Just... They are not Dragon Knights. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, why would you like Dragon Knights? I heard they're really hard to kill, so why? Because I'm a Dragon Knight. Okay, so does that cancel out? I can't hate out? myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, can, I mean... <laughs> all right, all right, I guess. Um... Yeah, I was really disappointed because Mid-Year Mayhem is definitely one of my favorite times. I just I just was so busy with everything else, I didn't get a chance to really even do a whole lot. And for what I understand, it's it's kind of weird because, you know, obviously with the, with the guild we're doing a bunch of different guild events and stuff, but attendance has been very spotty. And yeah. For the mid-year mayhem, it sort of made sense because so many people were doing that. Um, but from what I understand, people weren't even doing that together, which was disappointing. I, were Did you run with, with guildies and stuff when you did mid-year, or did you just kind of run in with whatever the pug you could find? Oh, um, Battlegrounds, I only ran with Geo from uh, Ophelia Noir's community. Okay. But mm -hmm. other than that, uh, no. Zero Dildo, I am in a guild called the Firehearts. Um, they are almost always have like up to two groups running in Cyrodiil oh. in European sites, so I usually run with them. Okay, all right. So you do have some guild stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now trying to get trying to get guildies to do a bunch of stuff has been difficult of late. So, and I don't know if it's just lack of content or content that people are just doing solo. So there's not a whole lot of stuff to do together. So I'm kind of having that issue. I know all of our officers are having that issue of hosting events and only a couple people showing up. So a lot of that is, I think, ESO in general because so much of it's solo friendly that it's almost just quicker yeah. to do it by yourself. At least that's what I'm feeling from it. I don't know if anyone else is also feeling that way, but yeah. I mean, if people like let us know why they don't join the events like whether if it's timing the type of the event are they just shy right like if 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 we knew the reason uh then then we could adjust accordingly i suppose yeah yeah i'm just, i was just, i was just really curious if on the eu side you're really doing um I, I I'm I'm not running an active guild, really. Well, I no, mean, we no, do I have meant the Silver Shield clan, but I just meant all yeah, of it's... the guilds you do. If you do a lot of stuff solo, oh no, yeah, I mean most most of the stuff solo, yeah. yeah. I mean every now and then we run with Drunkenborns, but that's not always like whenever someone's up or and the Firehearts, they're like a very solid three hundred people PvP guild of sorts, so right. they are really active but i have nothing to do with that like i every now and then i'm jumping in the cyrodiil i join their group because they are always there not because i am in firehearts but rather because the firehearts always have a group running there, so. <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah okay i gotcha all right well that's kind of been my tales going forward i know we're kind of excited because there's some new stuff on the horizon which we can talk about here in just a little bit. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see some more activity, especially when Wolf Hunter comes out, because that'll be a new dungeon mm. DLC. That's yeah. always fun to do. Doing, I love the dungeons. The one thing that ESO 
has that I can say is their dungeons are fantastic. They're always yep. fantastic. Um, I really, really, really enjoy all their dungeon content. So I, I mean, I I love that the four man content is challenge like really challenging as well. Instead of like not just trials, but because right. you, you can't always get twelve people together to run or train for veteran trials, but four man is at least you can like grab three people and just run it. And right. the fact that the DLC dungeons are both fun, challenging, and mechanic-wise versatile. Like it's not the same mechanic over and over again. They keep inventing like new stuff for every new dungeon, and that's yeah. Right. As a casual, I like that. <laughs> Indeed. All right, Ark. Let's go ahead and just jump right on into the news. We had some big stuff from QuakeCon that came out literally today. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's go over all the news we got. All right. So a few quick dimensions to get out of the way real quick. Um, the Hrothgar anniversary event is still going until Monday. So if you listen to this podcast live or sometime before Monday, you can still get it at a discounted price or get double rewards from pretty much everything in Hrothgar, including Maelstorm weapons. So um, if you need some Maelstorm weapons, that's that's the, this is the time to do it because double rewards obviously more chance to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. There is the ESO Tavern... Tavern event, like the real life event in Cologne in um, Germany with the Gamescom. This will be at August 25. You'll be able to meet Matt Fyrer, Rich Lambert, Mike Finnegan, and Maluka, which I am very jealous of. Apparently, this year Maluka is also attending the ESO Tavern in Germany at Gamescom. Really? Uh, they usually, yeah. I'm Maluka and Aronya Arts. Now, I don't know who Aronya Arts is, uh, but Maluka, we obviously, almost all of us know. Yeah. And apparently she'll be there at the ESO Tavern event. So if you're at Gamescom, just drop Gamescom and, <laughs> and go to this event. Uh, the details you can find in the article, like where it is, when it is, who is attending. And we'll have that link. Also, yeah, yeah. Also, a lot of like community people, Eloa, Wendy, and uh, like Ophelia Noir, etc., will probably be there as well. And they give out these amazing coins. Like last year, I assume they were going to give out coins and collectibles as well. Why I'm not there? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, other than the fact that the Turkish monetary value probably wouldn't be able yeah. to get yeah. you out of the country. So. <laughs> And even if it did, you would be able to buy cab fare anywhere else. So that's probably yeah. about it. But yeah, if you are in Germany, this is this like you, I don't think you require any invitation or whatever for this. You just stop by and yeah. Nice. I know There's they did that. that here at the before PAX BE3 event. Mm-hmm. And that was probably some of the highlights for the people who were attending because their, their yep. beer gardens are always cool. So, I mean, I'd go if I was there, but <laughs> I'm not. So, there you go. Zenimax, you just fly yeah. Ark and I out. We'll go. We'll be happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll we'll come like, hang I, out. I can I can be ready in like two hours. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't even need that. We we already talked about moving since that's what we did earlier. I'm like I could pack all my clothes in a single garbage bag. We're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm ready. Let's do this thing. All right. Right, so uh, you are, from now on, every month of mm. sorts, um, you'll be able to acquire the monster outfit styles, which is basically the monster mask and the monster shoulders, from doing the dungeon that is related to and opening the chest that that dungeon is related to. So this month, it's um, Iliambra's shoulders and mask. You can do the Crypt of Hearts. If you do it in Veteran Hard Mode, you get a better chance at, at the drop. Oh. And like the mask drops from the boss, the mask outfit drops from the boss, and the shoulder drops from the uh, chest, the unmounted chest. And apparently, uh, at least that's what I got from the article, these will be like replacing every month. So this month it's Iliambrus, and it will continue until August 29. And you can get the weapon outfit styles, like Liambra's weapons, from the crown store, oh, not from the game. Oh, I get So it's just the visual look? Yeah, these are the outfit styles, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, because you can't really use the monster helms uh, as a style unless you're using it currently, correct? Yeah. Now, now you are able to acquire the outfit pages for the shoulder and the mask from the dungeon. Oh. And the weapons from the crown store, if you want. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. So okay. That's, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I like that. I like that. It would be neat in a way. Well, I mean, from a from a motif side, my thought is you could try to actively trick people in PvP by putting on a monster set, so they assume you have <laughs> one thing. I mean, you could essentially do the exact same thing. By just putting on any outfit and hiding your monster yeah. helm, but then they then they're looking for what the ability is. Whereas if you had it on, it may be an active deception of oh they're using Earth Gore. Oh wait, no they're not. <laughs> That'd be kind of. I mean, neat. most uh, monster helms, at least the ones that affect others, have a visual cue anyway. So yeah. if they are that good enough to like realize the out uh, the monster set just by looking at it in that chaos they are good enough to realize what you are using from the skill and not the look of it yeah like they 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 should be able to differentiate that i for one no way my perception is not that high so, <laughs> <laughs> like even even if it writes in my ui that the guy i'm fighting is is using whatever like Vulcan Scoria, I'll be like, what is he using? What just killed me? So, <laughs> yeah, what just killed me? Oh, Vulcan Scoria. Weird. I thought the guy was using Bloodspawn. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> nice. But yeah, I mean, I, I like that the, most monster sets, in my opinion, they're ugly as hell, but mm -hmm. if you want them, there you go. And fashion you is half start the grinding battle. for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's most all the battle, but yeah. Cool. No, that's a that's a nice feature. So, um, the crown store showcased August is the article is there. Yeah. Some of it has passed. Some of it has not. Um, 
But there are, of course, some limited items, so go check out the article. See if there's something you would want to grab be uh, before it runs out or, like, save up crowns or whatever. Uh, it's there. It will be in the links yep. uh, or the description of the podcast as well. So there you go. Yep. Now, these were the quick mentions. Okay. We have arrived to the good stuff. Yes. Um, so first of all, the Wolf Hunter DLC, that is the new dungeon DLC that will be releasing this Monday, August 13, for PC and Mac. Monday? And really? August. Yeah, this Monday. Yeah, it's like two days from now. Oh, wow. Okay. And for consoles, it's August 28. So again, they are getting it like two weeks later. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is something we are like, we, we are going to beta test it and then. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens. It always happens that way. Yeah. Um, and in addition to this, they have finally showcased the Merkmire DLC mm. after four years. Now they mentioned it it during E3 first, but yep. as Agelos mentioned earlier today, there was the QuakeCon, and during QuakeCon, we obviously uh, saw Merkmire DLC. Not not the details. Gina said the details will be discussed in the upcoming weeks, so that means we we are gonna get a lot of things to talk about. But they did show like a teaser trailer of it, and it looks like Black Marsh. Nothing really. Eh, you yeah, know, Argonians. more Argonians, right? Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, but there's something I wanna discuss about it that I'm gonna come to later. Okay. And they also mentioned uh, like showcased a gameplay trailer of wolf hunter dlc which is coming monday so it's not really that important no. now two pieces of actual news they mentioned first of all with Merkmeyer dlc or this could be actually wolf hunter dlc i'm not sure but uh, I think, I'm, I'm, I think it's Merkmire. If well, what is it first? <laughs> I'm talking about the ESO Plus buff. I think that's I think that's Merkmire. Okay. Yeah. So I I think both of these are Merkmire, but yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. So they are going to be buffing the ESO Plus after a very long time. Now this was like they mentioned they would buff the ESO Plus once they removed one DLC from ESO Plus and turned it into an um, expansion. But we haven't really seen any update on it after that, after they mentioned it. Yep. Um, so what they're going to be doing now is they're going to be giving us item rewards. Every month, a free item from Crown Store as like an ESO Plus loyalty reward, plus ESO... Well, I'm going to use plus a lot. Yeah. And uh, ESO Plus specific Crown Store deals, as well as... A uh, hundred, like, thousand... Uh, 1,650 crowns, yeah. yes. Ah, oh, the sleep is they're, getting to me. They're adding 150 so, yeah. <laughs> extra crowns a month, which is yeah, pretty exactly. nice. I mean, hey, I the the crown store part is what excites me, getting a free item from mm -hmm. the crown store. I'm curious if it's just going to be, like, an allotment of free items, or is it going to just be one thing that they make? Even so, still pretty cool. And yeah. a way of getting subs being something more along the line. So, mm -hmm. I just hope they don't keep giving us the consumables because all they do is like they're not 
better than the crafted items either, so yeah. I can't use them either. So it's like, they're just piling up in my inventory at this point. Most of the crown store consumables I get from, like, the... Um, I don't buy them ever, but you get them from the daily login. I use yeah. them as trash potions for when I'm just... Because mm-hmm. instead of using my expensive ones, I'll just use those because if I'm just questing or whatever, it's like, what? You know, who yeah, cares? That's, yeah, that's um, pretty much what I do as well. But I can't use, like you said, dungeons, especially if it's a difficult dungeon. If it's not a difficult mm-hmm. dungeon, then it's not a big deal. But if it's a difficult one, then I'll use my good potions. But if I'm just messing around or whatever, yeah, then I'll use them because then they're not bad. But, I mean... Mm-hmm. They didn't want them to be super good because then people would start claiming that, you know, it's pay to win. You have to buy potions yeah. in the store or else you're going to get owned because they're not as good as the crafted ones. <laughs> and so, yeah. I, I mean, they did like at the very start of Crown Store, they did say that anything on the Crown Store would be worse than crafted stuff. Right. And they are holding on to that promise, really. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Likewise, I mean, I, I wouldn't want them. I wouldn't even want them to be on par, because then it's a matter mm-hmm. of. Yeah. So you just destroyed whatever economy there was on the server, because <laughs> yeah. no one's crafting them anymore. You know, when you could just buy ones that are equal yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Now the the thing I want to mention is what. Have you noticed lately, for the last couple months of years, we've been getting so many free stuff. We have Daily been. rewards have yeah. been giving a lot of crown crates. We've been getting a lot of crown crates with the events. Mm-hmm. We've been getting Ouroboros crates from Twitch, which you are getting, by the way, hopefully, while watching this. Yep. Because uh, drops are enabled throughout the entire ESO streams for the weekend. Yep. And now they are giving away free stuff with the ESO Plus. Yeah. What do you think changed? Like, what what happened that they've decided to go, okay, we are going to give away a bunch of free stuff? They got rid of that one marketing manager. Oh. <laughs> the one who pretty much came up with the one. crown store and, or the yeah. crown crates in the first place. The, the free-to-play guru lady, she left. So. Oh, the the Star Wars Old Republic one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Ah. She's gone. Well, I'm. I mean, it's it's not a good thing to say, but I'm kind of glad. No, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That the crown store like, was awful. Yeah, but no. If you remember about crown crates and everything, that's that's what we said a bunch of time that they were not available anyway outside of buying them yes but now they are giving away like almost up to 10 crown crates per month month it fluctuates just as just as dailies i mean daily rewards so yeah what i would love is still a grindable reward yes likewise i i would love if the Crown crates we are getting as daily rewards were grindable. Same amount, like same maximum amount in a month, but if you work for it. Like that would have given me an incentive to go back to game and play it like before, you know, because I sure. like not just log in, hang around for half an hour or up to hour and log out, but actually go in and like play for four or five hours. Yeah. 
every other day to try and get these uh, get these crates. But do you know what I'd like to see? And I think this is something they yeah. would might actually do. Um, not the current season, but all previous seasons yeah. should be out droppable that you can get from the world. Oh yeah, that would be. That they don't even have to do the current lovely. season. The current season they can mm-hmm. keep in the crown store until after whatever happy day. But I think it'd be neat that after once a season becomes obsolete, it gets added to the drop tables for dungeon bosses, trial bosses, uh, any of the group events. You know, you could go out there and farm them and, hey, guess what? Hey, I got a a flame astronaut crate or I got a, you know, whatever. I think that'd be really cool to see. Which actually brings me to the next bit of news they or rather tease they did oh okay now they mentioned again on uh, quakecon they are planning a new in-game community event related to somerset that is basically community focused like a world event or whatever they didn't give details but apparently the rewards will increase based on the number of people participating in this event. Really? So I assume difficulty will also increase based on the number of people participating in the event. So I'm actually going to bring up the Elder Scrolls Online um, Twitter real quick because there was a picture of this. Okay. Somewhere. Maybe it was Bethesda. They tweeted so many things today. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I knew they tweeted Uh, But yeah, like... Um, I, I'm fairly certain that was the case because I tweeted this and they liked it. So it, if it was wrong, I guess they wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> but so basically what I'm expecting is a world event that scales in difficulty and rewards based on the people participating, which is something we've never gotten in Elder Scrolls Online. It was always like with the Dolmans for the first six months of ESO, Dolmans were fun. Right. Because we were noobs, we were casuals, we didn't have any gear, so they were difficult. But now I can solo like five dolmens at the same time. Right. Same with the gazers of Somerset Isles. Same with the world bosses. Like, as long as you have enough DPS and a little bit of survivability, you can solo most of the world bosses. If not, you just need maybe one or two other people there to actually do the world bosses. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to an event, like a world event that is actually difficult to do and you actually need people and the more people there is the more rewards we get i like that as I'm well i'm excited about this that brings the mmo part back into yep the game which is seriously needed i agree i mean you you played a lot lot more mmorpgs than i did what examples are there like this like frogs I don't know, from Guild Wars. I know there's, like, the dragon in the Guild Wars. Well, uh, if I remember they, correctly. yeah, they, ha- they have dungeon, like world boss events that pop up that you really do need multiple people, like lots of people for, in order to do it. But I'm thinking almost more akin to um, some of their living story in Guild Wars 2. Like, one of their things was, I think it was the... What was the name of the event? Um, Parade of Four Winds or something like Anyway, essentially there was a vote going on for what kind of content was going to happen next based on players. Oh. And players were able to get these ballots by doing these events out in this festival of the Four Winds. 
and then they could vote on who they wanted to be the leader of Lion's Arch or whatever, uh, the, the one city, by just dropping the ballot in the box. And at the end of the time, whoever got the most made, you know, made changes, which was neat because mm-hmm. it affected, you know, a little bit more of that. Um, there was another game. What was the other one I'm thinking, thinking of? Oh... Actually, I think it's Guild Wars 2. Specifically, they were doing a... They were doing... This is new, but they're doing a a world boss thing where they want to see if, like, 5,000 world bosses can be killed in a week or whatever. So you need a lot oh. of people. But if it happens, they're going to give scaling re- rewards to everyone who plays the game based on how well the community does for killing 5,000 world bosses. Oh, yeah, Elite Dangerous does. Like, Elite Dangerous have these weekly community goals. Uh, it could be, for example, bounty watchers, right? You go out, kill pirates, get bounty, and turn the bounty watchers in. And there's, like, a global progress and tiers that, like, tier 1 to tier 8 that you need to unlock. And if at tier 1, uh, if it's giving 500,000 credits to the top 10 percent players at tier eight it gives 30 million credits to top 10 percent players so maybe in that case something like long term that scared me (laughs) that was a loud noise hey thank you for the new sub uh faruza faruza thank you that was a little loud that scared me did you actually see me like (laughs) jump because i'm just sitting here killing stuff whoa what was that I need to adjust those sounds. Dear heaven. (laughs) Give me a heart attack. This late night stuff ain't working. (sighs) Um, Isha says, Guild Wars 2 dailies left me mad. They weren't dailies. These were special things. Like, I I know they had dailies and stuff, which were interesting because they weren't, like, daily quests. They kind of rotated around, and they were daily goals that you could accomplish. Um, and if you accomplish those goals, you would get personal character rewards. But something that requires an entire community is definitely pretty cool. Uh, another game that's doing that, and the game's not out yet, obviously, Chronicles of Illyria. It's actually kind of neat. They're doing this little pre-launch type event called the Searing Plague, where what is happening is as a community, they have a uh, from a lore perspective, that what they're doing is there's a plague. Right, and it's going around and mm-hmm. it was killing people. What they're doing is they set up this little page, and every couple hours you can generate tokens. If you already supported the game with a pledge package, you are considered pure and not plagued, and you're generating purity tokens. Um, plagued hmm. characters are generating plague tokens. And every couple hours, the plague tokens get dumped off into a plague bar. Now, if the plague bar completely fills up, What's going to happen is the game ends and um, a plague biome is going to be added to the game right when it launches. So part of the world will be plague lands because, hey, the plague that happened in the history of this game because they're kind of doing it from a lore perspective. Oh, wait. Oh, they are actually changing the... Well, the game, well, the, the game, landscape of the, the game, the of plan sorts. landscape, yes, because the game's still in development. Oh. So they're de- that is cool. Depending though. on how players do, if the players cure it, then 
the lore of the world that you'll be able to find in there was that the people at the time and point where this plague actually was happening cured the plague. Um, but if mm-hmm. not, it ravaged or whatever, and they're actually going to change the world where they're going to put a scar on the world map that's plague lands, regardless of what the biome was originally supposed to be, you know, temperate forest, desert, whatever. It's now a plague land. Um, oh, I like that. But the other part of this, which is neat, is the people can earn roles. They can become, you know, plague doctors, you know, caretakers, stuff like that. And they can accept plague from the plague care or from the plague accounts, those who have not bought a package and convert them into purity seals and stuff like that. If they get 180 purity seals, they can give those to a player, and that actually grants that player the lowest tier package. So they get the game at launch without having to spend money. Oh. Yeah, so that was it's a neat little I should I should look into it. I didn't know they were doing cool stuff like this. They do that from time to time. Yeah, this one's actually kind of neat. It's like a 6-week event that's going on. Um, but that was that's a example of a community event where people are working together to cure these plagued players because it's doing two things. One, it's lowering the plague bar, meaning that they're removing the plague and actually doing a cure for the plague. Um, and it's also granting players, you know, free pledge packages, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So that, it, it's, it was pretty neat. Really, really neat aspect. But yeah, I mean, they're... they're there will be some sort of event that requires more players and gives more rewards based on more players. I have no idea what they're going to come up with. The more details as the other stuff they said would be discussed in the upcoming weeks. So, again, we'll have stuff to talk about. Good, good. Definitely could use that. All right. Any other news we got? Uh, Not really, although I want... I want to ask your opinion on one thing if we have time. We do have time. We have a few more minutes yet. Okay. Why do you think, like, Merck Meyer was announced four years ago on QuakeCon. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was one of the first DLCs that was announced, right? Along with Imperial City it, it was and everything like that. And Imperial City and... Merkmire, those were the two that were, were done. And we also seen some Kathringi stuff, too. So what I'm curious is why Merkmire is releasing after four years and about 10 DLCs in between after its announcement. Why, why, why do you think that happened? My honest thought is because of consoles and buy-to-play. Because remember, Merkmire hmm. was originally being designed as an adventure zone. Remember, Craglorn was the first adventure yeah. zone. This was when the game was still all sub-based, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, adventure zones were literally designed not to be soloable. Like, legitly not soloable. Um, right. That's what they wanted. They wanted these to be the group things that you did with, like, four people, at least. Mm-hmm. Well... They kind of did an about-face on that when they started changing the game to be more solo-friendly. Honestly, I think it was for consoles um, because most of the mm. people, the console markets, let's be honest, they don't have a lot of MMOs. They're starting to get more, but at the time that this came yeah. out, there really wasn't a lot of options. And a lot of the people who the market share that they are looking to get were 
Skyrim players who, guess what? Solo. <laughs> and we're already seeing that now. Like, even with our guild, people are just doing stuff solo more than yeah. in, in a group. That's just how players are playing ESO. Um, so I think when they started working on that, they decided, listen, we got to... I think they reused some of the assets that they were going to use for Shadows of the Hist. Like we saw mm, the behemoth yeah. and thing, the behemoth Argonian, like that wasn't in the game, uh, but that was previewed back on Shadows of the Hist. Yep. I think they just re <clears throat> reused some of the assets that they had already made at that point to get out of DLC when they changed the structure of the game from a subscription game to a buy-to-play game. Yeah, I see. That makes sense. Yeah, because then again, I wish they kept the adventure zones so because that would have been an incentive to like. Group. There would have been something for guild events, and I remember us doing Craglore nights. Yep, like that was a thing. That was a thing for, for people who haven't been able to do Craglore alone. We were we would have like Craglore nights and well, multiple groups running. No one Craglorn could do Craglore alone. That's why we yeah. had Craglore nights. <laughs> That has now since changed. It's just a normal zone now. But they yeah. were designed to be for groups originally. That was removed. And I, I, I agree. I miss... Right, it makes sense. I miss the adventure zones. I think they, yeah. they were really cool because they made an MMO feel like an MMO, not Skyrim with friends, which... ESO has become Skyrim with friends. Let's not even joke ourselves about that. You know, it, it's it's far. I'm not saying the game's bad because it's not. It's really really good, but it definitely you can tell the difference from where mm-hmm. it originally was. Which, quite honestly, the market was like, yeah, I'm not real fond of this. Um, even though that was where I fell in love with it, but I'm only one yeah. customer. They definitely mm-hmm. got a lot more customers with the model they have now yeah oh yeah yeah and that that can't even really be argued so uh that's that's yeah. my thought <laughs> at least one of them all right well that is gonna be yeah we are not missing anything nope that is our episode yeah. of tales of tamriel this week so before we go arkanir where can people find you well, you can find me anywhere that is Arkanir. That's A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. I'm on Twitch, trying to stream regularly. Again, um, twitch.tv slash Arkanir. I'm on Twitter, twitter.com slash Arkanir. You can email me at Arkanir at gmail.com. That's about it. All right. And, of course, if you're interested in joining us in our Elder Scrolls Online chapter, you can definitely do that. Just send me on the North American PC mega server. Uh, a message at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S, and we'll get you uh, an invite. We do like to do a bunch of events. Uh, it'd be great to see more people show up to these pledge groups, trial nights, as well as Sky Shard and PvP stuff. Uh, that would be awesome. You can also follow me on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore D-C-N. And, of course, you can follow everything we do over at Dungeon Crawler Network. There you can find links to all of our social media, including Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network if you want to help support the show. You can also leave us a five-star review on iTunes so people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes it matters. 
thank you so much for joining us, especially all those who are joining us in Twitch chat tonight. That is much appreciated. I know the time's a little weird, uh, but uh, if this works out for us and we get to show up more often, this is what we're going to do. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time on Tales of Tamriel. See you later, everybody. Have a great night. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seared fell, and like a dart shot to its mark down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong, then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.